Section seventeen of the French Revolution by Thomas Carlyle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The French Revolution by Thomas Carlyle. Volume one, book three, chapter five. Lomini's Thunderbolts aris lomini brienne here is no case for letters of gestion for faltering or compromise thou seest the whole loose fluent population of paris whatsoever is not solid and fixed to work inundating these outer courts like a loud destructive deluge the very basoche of lawyers clerks talks sedition the lower classes in this duel of authority with authority greek throttling greek have ceased to respect the city watch police satellites are marked on the back with chalk the m signifies musha or spy they are hustled hunted like ferrae naturae subordinate rural tribunals send messengers of congratulation of adherence their fountain of justice is becoming a fountain of revolt the provincial parliaments look on with intent eye with breathless wishes while their elder sister of paris does battle the whole twelve are of one blood and temper the victory of one is that of all ever worse it grows on the tenth of august there is a plant omitted touching the prodigalities of calonne and permission to proceed against him no registering but instead of it denouncing of dilapidation peculation and even the burden of the song states general have the royal armories no thunderbolt that thou couldst o lomini with red right hand launch it among these demosthenic theatrical thunder barrels mere resin and noise for the most part and shatter and smite them silent on the night of the fourteenth of august lomini launches his thunderbolt or handful of them letters named of the seal de cachet as many as needful some six score and odd are delivered overnight and so next day betimes the whole parliament once more set on wheels is rolling incessantly towards troy in champagne escorted says history with the blessings of all people the very innkeepers and postilions looking gratuitously reverent this is the fifteenth of august seventeen eighty seven what will not people bless in their extreme need seldom had the parliament of paris deserved much blessing or received much an isolated body corporate which out of old confusions while the sceptre of the sword was confusedly struggling to become a sceptre of the pen had got itself together better and worse as bodies corporate do to satisfy some dim desire of the world and many clear desires of individuals and so had grown in the course of centuries on concession on acquirement and usurpation to be what we see it a prosperous social anomaly deciding lawsuits sanctioning or rejecting laws and withal disposing of its places and offices by sale for ready money which method sleek president Henon, after meditation will demonstrate to be the indifferent best 
in such a body existing by purchase for ready money there could not be excess of public spirit there might well be excess of eagerness to divide the public spoil men in helmets have divided that with swords men in wigs with quill and inkhorn to divide it and even more hatefully these latter if more peaceably for the wig method is at once irresistibler and baser by long experience says besenval it had been found useless to sue a parliamentaire at law no officer of justice will serve a writ on one his wig and gown are his vulcan's panoply his enchanted cloak of darkness the parliament of paris may count itself an unloved body mean not magnanimous on the political side were the king weak always as now has his parliament barked cur-like at his heels and what popular cry there might be were he strong it barked before his face hunting for him as his alert beagle an unjust body where foul influences have more than once worked shameful perversion of judgment does not in these very days the blood of murdered lally cry aloud for vengeance baited circumvented driven mad like the snared lion valor had to sink extinguished under vindictive chicane behold him that hapless lally his wild dark soul looking through his wild dark face trailed on the ignominious death hurdle the voice of his despair choked by a wooden gag the wild fire soul that has known only peril and toil and for threescore years has buffeted against fate's obstruction and men's perfidy like genius and courage amid poltroonery dishonesty and commonplace faithfully enduring and endeavouring o parliament of paris dost thou reward it with a gibbet and a gag the dying lally bequeathed his memory to his boy a young lally has arisen demanding redress in the name of god and man the parliament of paris does its utmost to defend the indefensible abominable nay what is singular dusky glowing aristogiton d'espremenil is the man chosen its spokesman in that such social anomaly is it that france now blesses an unclean social anomaly but in duel against another worse the exiled parliament is felt to have covered itself with glory there are quarrels in which even satan bringing help were not unwelcome even satan fighting stiffly might cover himself with glory of a temporary sort but what a stir in the outer courts of the palais where paris finds its parliament trumbled off to troyes and champagne and nothing left but a few mute keepers of records a demosthenic thunder become extinct the martyrs of liberty clean gone confused wail and menace rises from the four thousand throats of procurers basoche clerks nondescripts and anglomaniac noblesse ever new idlers crowd to see and hear rascality with increasing numbers and vigour hunts mouchard loud whirlpool rolls through these spaces the rest of the city fixed to its work cannot yet go rolling audacious placards are legible in and about the palais the speeches are as good as seditious 
surely the temper of paris is much changed on the third day of this business eighteenth of august monsieur and monseigneur d'artois coming in stage carriages according to use and wont to have these late obnoxious alette and protests expunged from the records are received in the most marked manner monsieur who is thought to be in opposition is met with vivats and strewed flowers monseigneur on the other hand with silence with murmurs which rise to hisses and groans nay an irreverent rascality presses towards him in floods with such hissing vehemence that the captain of the guards has to give order all lays arms handle arms at which thunder word indeed and the flash of the clear iron the rascal flood recoils through all avenues fast enough new features these indeed as good as monsieur de malazerbes pertinently remarks it is a quite new kind of contest this with the parliament no transitory sputter as from collision of hard bodies but more like the first sparks of what if not quenched may become a great conflagration this good malazerbes sees himself now again in the king's council after an absence of ten years lomini would profit if not by the faculties of the man yet by the name he has as for the man's opinion it is not listened to wherefore he will soon withdraw a second time back to his books and his trees in such king's council what can a good man profit turgo tries it not a second time turgo has quitted france and this earth some years ago and now cares for none of these things singular enough turgo this same lomini and the abbe morellet were once a trio of young friends fellow scholars in the sorbonne forty new years have carried them severally thus far meanwhile the parliament sits daily at troy calling cases and daily adjourns no procurer making his appearance to plead troy's is as hospitable as could be looked for nevertheless one has comparatively a dull life no crowds now to carry you shoulder high to the immortal gods scarcely a patriot or two will drive out so far and bid you be of firm courage you are in furnished lodgings far from home and domestic comfort little to do but wander over the unlovely champagne fields seeing the grapes ripen taking counsel about the thousand times consulted a prey to tedium in danger even that paris may forget you messengers come and go pacific lomini is not slack in negotiating promising dormesson and the prudent elder members see no good in strife after a dull month the parliament yielding and retaining makes truce as all parliaments must the stamp tax is withdrawn the subvention land tax is also withdrawn but in its stead there is granted what they call a prorogation of the second twentieth itself a kind of land tax but not so oppressive to the influential classes which lies mainly on the dumb class moreover secret promises exist on the part of the elders that finances may be raised by loan of the ugly word states-general there shall be no mention and so on the twentieth of september 
our exiled parliament returns Despremenil said it went out covered with glory, but had come back covered with mud Not so Aristogiton or if so thou surely art the man to clean it End of section 17